The Golden Knights dropped the preseason opener on the road at San Jose last night, 5-2, to two, a slow start for the VGK. And we'll tell you who was in the lineup and much, much more right here on today's edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. It's the start of a new week. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast and please subscribe to Lockdown Golden Knights. That is our YouTube channel. Chris, I was very busy last night over at Allegiant Stadium watching some horrendous play calling by the Raiders and 75 to 80 percent of the fans were from Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh Steeler fans. They gotta, he's got to work with Foley to figure out how to keep the away team away fans out of the stadium. No, I think they thrive on this because the ticket prices soared and a lot of people went to the game and they had a really good time and they celebrated their team's win. And so VGK, preseason opener versus San Jose on the road. Um, All I know is that I was watching a lot of your updates last night. The other guy, the other guy started in net, Yuri Patera, gave up uh, three quick goals in the contest. Was it a lack of defense? in front of the crease or was it a matter of Patera just giving up some, some really poor goals? Um, Both of the above is probably the answer. Um, First goal of the game is annoying. You have your starters, you have Cotter, Howden, Comtois, McNabb, Theodore out there. Puck gets in deep. They start sending it up the boards. Comtois can't handle it on the boards. Okay. Shea Theodore gets the puck behind the net to start the breakout, passes it to the inside of Paul Cotter, kind of about, I don't know, four, five, six feet off of the boards to initiate the breakout. That pass needs to go on the outside. It goes on the inside. Cotter just tries to one-hand tip it out of the zone, tips it right to a Sharks defenseman. Two passes later, it's in the back of the nets. Um, Four of the goals that... Patera gave up were kind of a result of just weird and poor play in front. Two power play goals, like whatever to that. But the next puck just bounces right off of a defenseman's foot, and there's none of the forwards. It was all it was all rookies, but still, there was no one there to clean up the mess. Uh, I think it was the fourth goal or the fifth goal that Patera gave up. That was a bad one, just right off his blocker and missed. Um so, yeah, to answer your question, he was hung out to dry. But if we're also in the middle of the season, we might get the, well, we could have used one more save comments from Cassidy. But the one thing that's important to mention right now, this is about the same time last year you and I were teeing off on Aiden Hill, comparing him to Robin Leonard. Things turned out okay. So the sky is not falling for Yuri Patera, folks. It's preseason game one, months after the team just ran up and down Las Vegas Boulevard with uh, the Stanley Cup in hand. Cassidy said afterwards that VGK did a better job, right? Winning the puck battles uh, later on in the game, and they played a little bit better defensively. Is that if things transpired? I mean, it was four to nothing 
or no, three to nothing in the first nine minutes and 48 seconds of the game. The last 50 minutes of the game, the score was two to two. So there's there's little victories, there's moral victories to be had. After the first period is over, the message becomes boys, win a period. Don't lose, don't lose a period, win a period, and just you know, give it your best and kind of start fresh. Okay, fine. The it goes one-one for the second and the third period. So the team did warm up a little bit. They found their legs. Cassidy did mention he liked how they won more battles and won more races. So we're we're one for one in the winning battles and winning races. A comment for uh, Cassidy in the postgame presser. He seemed way too uptight for playing a preseason game. I don't know. Like we don't need South Beach Bruce in September twenty fifth. No, dude. no. Like chill out. He was really intense after the game. Uh, what key starters played for the VGK last night? I think Brett Howden, did he have a deflection? Yeah, Howden had a goal last night. Um, just right place, right time, got a stick on it. Um, the most notables that played, Cowder, Howden, Comtois, Barbashev, and then going a little bit deeper, Dorofiev, and obviously Bryson, as uh, as Bruce Cassidy's been calling him lately. Bryson. On, on the defensive side, uh, we have McNabb and Theodore. So... It was, I don't know, about a third of a lineup and then some fringe players. Um, uh, shout out Dorofiev. Really beautiful tip deflection pass. So Wait, wait, wait. Are you calling? It wasn't a slap pass. A, it wasn't a slap pass. No. Was it a shot pass? was not a shot pass. It was not a okay. shot pass. So he's basically behind the net, but kind, kind of halfway between the trapezoid and where the net is. Puck comes off of the backboards, and instead of trying to stop the puck and make a play with it, he just has this beauty of a deflection that finds Barbashev, who just roofs it uh, backhand over the goalie's shoulder. Um, Dorofiev knows what to do when he is out there with the puck. Uh, Dorofiev also had a little mini breakaway in the game. He, he's someone, and I know it's early, and I was you know all excited about Paul Cotter uh, last week in camp, but this this battle might really come down to a two-headed battle between Dorofiev and Cotter for that role on line three on the wing, assuming Howden and Amadio's spots are comfortable, which reading between the lines from Cassidy's early comments, it seems like he's going to be in favor of the continuity of keeping the band back together from last year's Stanley Cup run. Now, again, it's September 25th. We have about two weeks or so until the first regular season game. That might change. So did uh, Jesper Weichmann come into the game in the third period? And all along, I was just, why wouldn't they create a battle for number three rather than anointing the other guy, Yuri Patera, as the number three goaltender? I mean, what's what's Vickman's Vikman they um, call him. Vickman, I don't know. Me. I'm I'm doing my, my best Bruce Cassidy impression yeah. on the name. Um so what is his NHL experience? That's my first question. Mm-hmm. Uh we know Papirni's experience, we know Seville's experience. I mean, at least Patera has been there a little bit, and Patera's also been there for a long time in Henderson. So it's not about I mean, I, I guess if you listen to McCrimmon's comments from uh, the presser I was at this past Friday or Thursday, excuse me, Friday, Thursday, I don't know, whatever. Um, Thursday, final answer. Thursday, 
if you listen to McCrimmon's comments, you know, that was a question that I asked him about the confidence behind the starters. And he did feel that Patera did enough with his short time at the NHL level to quote McCrimmon and saying it paints you a picture of, you know, what their ability is. So, you know, a battle, it's always a battle. Like, I don't care what McCrimmon says. It's always going to be a battle. And if, you know, it's 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 game one, two periods of game one. But if uh, the next time Patera hits the ice as soon as this Wednesday or Friday, another four or five goals uh, get behind him, all of a sudden the conversation changes a little bit. I'm going to sound off like I did at the start of last season where I said that VGK needed a big league backup. And I still am of that thought. And I still, hey, I'm going to try again. Maybe I'll get it right one day. I still say they need a big league backup. Still. I mean, I was I was on that same train with you. I've mentioned just the name Halak is the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know if he's signed or anything or not yet. Um, keeping Jonathan Quick around possibly would not have been a bad idea. Again, there's all there's other things that have to get worked out from the money and the contracts and and all that stuff. It might not be as easy as just sign someone, park them, and you know wait and see what happens at the NHL level. I mean, there has to be a give and take, right? When you pay Aiden Hill four point nine. Logan and Aiden better be the boys that are in the net for the lion's share of the games because if uh, one of the two goes down for a long time, or even worse, both go down, which is a potential scenario, then you know we're really going to see how much uh, confidence McCrimmon truly had in Patera, and or if he makes the, makes a move. I mean, there's opportunity as the season progresses, right? There's going to be injuries. The Golden Knights are going to have injuries. All our teams are going to have injuries. You're going to have contenders or teams who thought they were contenders, not be contenders, and vice versa. So if you need to get a plug-and-play goalie later down the line, it's not going to be tremendously difficult, you know, as long as you don't give a crazy contract. What, what Corpusalo, right? He got some, mm-hmm. didn't he get like some crazy contract? Was it Ottawa or something? Or he got just a, a wacky got, contract, but yeah, Golden Knights got, got to paid. avoid that. Coming up next, we'll have a glance at tonight's preseason game in Denver against the Avalanche that comes your way next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in the case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication on hand. So Jace Medical is very simple. Just uh, check it out. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more, a lot today, $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with the Jace Medical Jace Case, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Welcome back on this Monday edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on X at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G 
and at Locked On VGK. So Bruce Cassidy, yeah, South Beach Bruce already in midseason form, sort of complaining after the game last night about the travel, playing in Denver. We're going to arrive there tomorrow, which is today, and then we're going to have to play a game against Colorado. Hey, Bruce, this is what every team was saying about VGK last year on the tail end of a back-to-back because it was so stinking rigged. You were saying it, but it's fine. You were saying uh, it. So, <laughs> you were saying it. You were saying it. So, um, so what? What stars might we see for VGK in the lineup tonight? Um, that's a good question. Uh, if you looked at the game lineup for who traveled, Nicholas Haig, I believe, was the only player who traveled to this game who didn't wind up playing um, against uh, the Sharks. So Haig will be in the lineup tonight. Bruce Cassidy did mention in his pregame, or it might have been in his camp, um, the last camp uh presser before traveling that there's a veteran minimum so there's a certain number of vets that have to be on the ice for these games and that might result in one player going back to back so that'll be the interesting thing to see who draws into that spot if I had to guess it's going to be Cotter and or Dorofiev just because that's where the the training camp battle is going to be um Comtois probably gets back out there on the again they're going to again they're going to want to take a look at him but, like, I don't know if this is a spot where the whole band is together on this trip, right? You know, if Stone made the trip, if Eichel and, you know, the list goes William Carlson, the list goes on and on and on. William Carlson, by the way, already had a maintenance day, Tony. Did you, did you catch that? <laughs> no. He already had a maintenance day. He, he tweaked a little first something. Day of, something. He first, a day no, first day of uh, fall. First day of fall, he fell. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. I, I did. I did actually like your tweet with uh, that for the first day of fall. Someone stole it. Someone good. stole that. I, I put you so much probably stole from somebody it. else. No, no, no. I put a lot of thought into that one for once. I usually steal stuff. If it involves William Carlson, you do put a lot of thought into it. Um, so the Avalanche also did play. They're on the backside of a back-to-back as well for whatever that means. Yeah, they're going to be at home too. It looks like for both these games. Whatever. Yeah, they're um, at home. Looking at the score sheet, uh, Tomas Tatar uh, got a penalty. And this is what I don't like. Like the new NHL app <laughs> network, they used right. to have, maybe it's a regular season thing only, but they used to have the full game reports where you can see who was on the ice for the goals, how mm-hmm. many shifts the players got and all that. So I'm hoping this is just something they're not showing during the regular season. Um, so I'm trying to scroll up and down Colorado's Twitter to see who they played last night and Know, it was the wild. It was the wild. No, they who they like? What what players they actually played? Oh, the, the wild. All right, so here we go. Four to three. So as far as no, notables, uh, Ross Colton, Tomas Tatar, uh, Kivaranta, but he's even a little bit lower on defense. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Johnson, but, but, but Kivaranta is on a PTO. Oh, he's Dallas PTO. Star. Okay, yeah, right? former, yeah, exactly. So, and then did Peter was Peter Holland in there too? Um, he played for four NHL teams. He's on a PTO and, uh, Brandon Cozen is, uh, Cozen was on the fourth line, which doesn't bode well for his chances. Um, and you said Holland was the other one. Holland. Yeah. Peter. Yeah, Holland. No, I don't see Holland. Uh, Journeyman extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's just in there for depth and just to try to push some players. I think. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens on the VGK side. Um, as far as goalies go, Papierney was on the trip for this game as well. Oh, that's so cool. So if I if I had to assume they're probably going to run Papierney out there tonight with um, that'd be great with one of the other two other guys. There you go, Tony. Possibly uh, backing up and uh, 
We'll see what happens. And my guess is they're saving LT and Aiden to chop up the game on Wednesday nights. Uh, T Mobile Wednesday night at T Mobile Arena. How cool is that to say? That's exciting. Preseason hockey. Oh, it's just a joy. It's, it's hockey, and it's it's been it's been four months plus. Did VGK? I had to ask you. Did VGK in San Jose last night? Did they practice shootouts? Remember that eighteen round shootout? last year against the king the kings in the preseason because i was watching you know the game from australia the other night and they after the game was over they're practicing shootouts which is really stupid i think in the preseason it's just not not a lot of fun uh but were they did they do no it? i didn't see a They'll do it tonight that'd be great I hope they just get rid of that i mean cassie won't even know they're doing it the team will be halfway down the down to the locker room and be like whoa whoa come back come back and Whoever like the last four guys in line are, I'll just go back to the bench and the rest of the guys go in the locker room to get Remember, out of there. Get out of there was like 18 rounds. It was literally 18 rounds last year against the Kings. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, um, I think a lot of people are over the shootout. I liked our conversation we had about overtime, maybe starting at four on four, take the blue lines out of out of play, take the blue no icing. Out. Like you want to see a fun best on best where at least it's more than one player on each side determining who gets a very important point at the end. Like, like why should a team get eliminated from the playoffs? Cause they can't win a shootout yeah, or so why should a team win a division golden Knights, I guess, cause they won by one point. Sure. Whatever. But why should a team win a division? Because they can win a shootout. Like that's not part of hockey. Save it for the all-star game. Save it for, save it for the preseason, like whatever, just find a way. I don't, whatever they can do to get rid of it while keeping overtime nice and short. I'm in. Well, I want to see a winner, clear. though. I want to see a winner, though. I want to be clear about that. No, no yeah. ties. No ties. So you don't like the ties. But Logan Thompson, <laughs> this is his worth and his value on this team because he is the shootout coach. Well, that's part VGK. of his worth. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a small part of his worth. But sure. Oh, okay. Uh, goalie issues uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, right? Uh, we've talked about uh, the fact that behind Alexander Georgiev, um, the backup Frank Kuz, he is not responding well, had hip surgery during the offseason, not responding well, and so they don't feel as though he's going to be able to contribute. And there were some reports. You mentioned his name earlier. Halak, uh, the former Ranger, Jaroslav Halak, uh, might be the backup for the Avalanche, which sort of solidifies things. But if two Ranger castoffs there in Colorado, how are they going to handle that? I mean, you know better than anyone there. They got the they got the kid Anunian back there. I've been collecting his rookie cards for a while. That's how I really know anything about him. Uh, looks like he had the starts in yesterday's game, and they lost four to three. I don't know how the net was chopped up or anything because, well, the NHL app doesn't tell me these things. Otherwise, I would have a better idea of how he did. Um, I mean, the Avalanche. It's kind of like the Golden Knights, right? They got a real powerful team a good defensive structure as long as McCarr is healthy of course so you don't need I mean what Darcy Kemper right was he the he he won the cup with Colorado right mm-hmm. so, so there you go I mean that and it's not a, necessarily a shot at Kemper as much as is a compliment to the Avs in their lineup and I mean that even goes to the Golden Knights right um Logan Thompson Aiden Hill are two very capable goalies but you know, I was talking on Twitter, I think, or on YouTube, actually, some of the comments from our podcast. 
Jonathan Quick would have won the Stanley Cup if he started all 22 games last season for the Golden Knights in the playoffs. That's how you think so. Oh, I think so. That's how good they were, Tony. I mean, the team was Edmonton was the only moment where there was some concern in the playoff run. Um, and then whatever they 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 took a dumb penalty and the Golden Knights teed off on the power play, and that basically ended the series in a short, you know, five-minute window, basically eliminate all of Edmonton's hopes. Dallas, there was never a concern. Winnipeg, one game, shake off the rust, find whatever. And then Florida was Florida. I mean, maybe some of the series go a little bit extra, and I'm not taking anything away from Aiden Hill. And also, don't forget about Loren Brassois and what he did. But, you know, Jonathan Quick, I think you would have seen a different compete level of him. And the team, I don't think there was anything stopping the Golden Knights in this uh, Stanley Cup playoff run. He would have had to have played as well as he did in Columbus for him to have won the Cup. Yeah, absolutely. He was absolutely. undefeated, yeah. he was undefeated if, in Columbus. Uh, I think it'd be great if whenever the New York Rangers now go to Columbus and they do a welcome back video or something, <laughs> I think that would just be – like, it would be funny. It, like, there's no ill will there from anyone as far as Jonathan Quick goes in Columbus and problems or anything like that. It would just be funny. Like, I love when teams do goofy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And his plane never did, by the way, touch Columbus. There's no way. <laughs> he was he probably in the air. And the turn around. Turn around. <laughs> like uh, the Brendan Peary go round, right? Just back and forth, ping ponging between here and Chicago. Three, three coming, on three here all right now. <laughs> coming up next. So we heard from Max Comtois the other day telling the media that he fought Theo once when he was with Anaheim. So we dug up the fight, and we're going to show it to you right here when we return on Locked On Golden Knights. Snap into action with this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. And the app is so, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the point spreads. You've got player props. You've got totals, over-unders, all that, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. We are back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure to tune in on Fridays for WTF What the Friday. And we are back on our regular schedule five days a week. I was so beat up. It was exhausting last week, Golick. I'm telling you, I just had to use a lot of brain power again. I was still on both, summer both, vacation. Both brain cells, Tony. It must hurt. All two of them. So, Maxine Comtois told the media that he once fought Theo. Of course, Theo, Shea Theodore. And, of course, Comtois played for Anaheim and against the VGK, and we actually found the video. So, Chris, are we going to roll that right now? Let's do it. No, I, I can't. I can't show the video because it's not our video. I, maybe we were on the same page about that, but we can talk about it. We can what? talk about We can talk about it. Are you talking copyright issues on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was that, a that, horrendous that, fight. I thought, 
Okay. It wasn't a great fight. Yeah. I mean, we can like, I'm going to hold your shirt. You're going to hold mine. (laughs) We're going to miss on a couple of punches and that's the fight. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So what happens was Theodore hits someone in the, I don't know, closing seconds of a five, two game, nothing, whatever. It wasn't an egregious hit or anything like that, but Comtois didn't like it. And uh, Comtois, you can see he was trying to talk Theodore into the fight. And Theodore was like, no, I don't want to fight my, you know, my, my, it's the game is almost over. My my girl left already. There's still 30 seconds left. She won't even see it. So, you know, there you go. Like that, Tony. Um, but then they start dancing. They do their like thing. That. Comtois gets a couple hits in there. Theodore realizes he has no shot at even reaching Comtois' face because of the reach situation. So he goes for a body blow, tries to land a punch, and that's that. I mean, it's, you know, it's a very typical representation of the Anaheim Ducks season, right? Just not a lot of heart and... uh just getting a little something there before uh, the final whistle blows. The show they got some hope. The show they got some heart, right? Uh, I believe that that was December the 31st of 2019, New Year's Eve, and you're fighting. Oh, of course, VGK was home because it's a holiday. Uh, and that was the only fight, I believe, though, of Shade. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. The only fight of Theodore's career. I can't remember another one. Could you? It's all for the better, best if it is. I mean, that wasn't. I think so, uh, yeah. The, the, Theodore hitting and uh, fighting isn't his strong suits. Theodore skating, moving the puck, shooting, and moving in tight spots. That's that's um, where he makes his money. But I don't know. No, don't know about if uh, fighting should be his thing. Leave that to leave that to Colasar, right? Leave that to Colasar. Colasar is much better at the body blows than uh, Theodore is. I'll say that much. Yeah, we were talking last night, uh, me and some of the media members, about Nick Hague. Uh, and his fighting abilities and getting sent to the box for smiling after he beats up someone. <laughs> Theodore is so, I'm sorry, Haig is someone where if he did, like if he was if he was more of like a fourth line forward or something right. like that, then he would be, I mean, he would have to fight to keep his spot in the NHL, which is unfortunate, but that's the reality of NHL hockey. Um, you can't be fighting too much as a defenseman because it screws all the lines and everything and just makes things difficult, to, at least for that five minutes while he's in the box. But Haig could be one of the most lethal fighters in the league, you know, top 15, top 10, whatever, if he was fighting on a regular basis. And we don't need Haig fighting on a regular basis. Let's be clear about that. And Max Comtois has actually had quite a few fights. And does that maybe make him more valuable for the VGK, a team that doesn't really like to scrap. It's not the fighting that makes him valuable. It's the physicality and the fact that he does have that in the revolver if he does need to, you know, in his tool belt, if you will, if he needs to go that deep in a situation. I'm listening last night to the home game call. Um, Straight talking run television. Exactly. But Gary Lawless was talking a lot about at some point, you're going to see what Comtois can bring to the Eichel and Marchessault line, I guess not Barbashev line, and to see if Barbashev can be utilized somewhere else, you know, basically mm. with Stevenson and Stone to provide like more it. of a scoring punch. I don't oh, like I don't, it. Um, it's pre, I like that it's preseason, and you see what can happen. You, you know Barbashev. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Comtois on a line with Barbashev and Eichel the other day? I think what, those in, three in, skated together in practice. In, yeah. in practice, sure. I mean, fine, but we're talking about practice. There you go. Um, it, it's preseason. You want to see what these guys can do. And and Barbashev, he's the jumper cables, right? He's the jumper cables of this roster. You saw 
what happened on what Jack Eichel accomplished and what Jonathan Marchessault accomplished once Barbashev came on that line. Um, those two were having fine seasons, but they weren't doing nearly to that, hitting their potential, if you will, until Barbashev joined the party. So now maybe someone like Comtois, sure, he's not Barbashev, but maybe Eichel and Marchessault have learned a little something about their chemistry. And again, this is what preseason is for. You want to see what these players can bring. And maybe you don't start the season like that, but there's going to be injuries. Things are going to happen, or the team's going to go through a bad period. They're going to go through a slump, and you might need to move some pieces around. I mean, let's just just hope for a second it works out like this, right? Let's just pretend Comtois does go to the top line with Eichel and Marcheseau, and Eichel and Marcheseau keep on scoring at that pace. Now, all of a sudden, Barbashev goes with Stevenson and Stone and has a 60-point season. Imagine what Stevenson and Stone would do if Barbashev puts up 60 points with them. Like, that's that's the fun of preseason right now, trying to figure these things out. And then keeps going downhill from there. Does Howden, you know, draw into centering line four? Nick Waugh goes up to the wing on line three. Like, these are all the... You almost wonder if Cassidy might overthink think this some way somehow instead of going nice and easy like this is this is what's fun we finally got a little more something to talk about instead of uh fluffing through the offseason tony tell them to stop being so stinking crabby it's preseason and they but didn't have to even do he's got to keep the guys grounded tony. i know he's got to keep them Stanley focused Cup's done. they're not stanley cup champions anymore it's new season I, I agree and they did coach him hard there in that oh man excruciating uh lengthy training camp of three days uh PTOs, why not Why not sign more PTO players? You know, because Cassidy said it's a free look at a player, right? And you bring in some guys that are veterans to kind of mix things up. Why not bring in more during training camp? I guess a good question to McCrimmon, because he did allude to it in his opening statements, I believe. But a good question would have been, were there any other discussions? He's not going to say who, which is fine. Um, But were there any other discussions for PTOs? Were any other PTO agreements offered? And then you see where he runs with it. And um, I don't know, McCrimmon, he, like, I I was thinking about asking about the contract situation for Marcheseau and Stevenson. And and, um, I think it was Ben, Ben Goetz that asked him about it. And and, um, McCrimmon just shot it down. It's our policy not to discuss these things. Like, oh, okay, I guess I uh, saved, saved that one there. But um it's the last March so about it, and March so will give you a sound bite, though. I'm sure. And then, how did Comtois play finally? I mean, he got he got throttled at one point in the game. Um, just you know, didn't see a check coming. Whatever. Um, physical, fine. I mean, that first goal that the Golden Knights gave up, it kind of started not with him, but there was a pass up the boards. I think it was either McNabb or Theodore. He couldn't handle it off the boards, but the Golden Knights still had a chance to reload and start the breakout fresh, and so. I mean, it wasn't a great first impression, but it wasn't a bad impression either. And I'll still stay true to my statement. I think the Golden Knights' minds are pretty much already made up on the pan- on the plan for Comtois. I think uh, McCrimmon, well, I don't know about Cassie McCrimmon talked about it, but I think there was a plan in place for him to be on the roster, whether I don't know if he's gonna, even going to take a two-way deal or this, talking to some of the media guys, and they feel that he's, you know, he'll, he wants a one-way deal, be on the big club, or he's not going to stick stick around. And fine, fair, but, you know, that could also change as the training camp goes on. And um, 
once McCrimmon sits him down and reminds him there's going to be a ton of injuries with the Golden Knights and they're still the Stanley Cup champions. If Comtois were able to perform at a mid-level 48, 50, 52 points, and if the Golden Knights do make a deep run, think about what his value will be next season. He'll be able to get a three, four, five-year deal at a nice number. Yeah, I still say he's got a lot left in the tank. He's a young player, and his, his physicality. His potential has good. not been realized. Potential no, not it's been not. Realized. It's not. You know, I just, that Anaheim team, and as Comtas said the other day, Chris, he said that they moved him around on different lines a lot in Anaheim, and he just couldn't get into a groove and into a rhythm. And that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will recap VGK versus Colorado. Hopefully they have an 18-round shootout at the end. And you can also find that game on ESPN Plus because I was fiddle-faddling around with trying to find a feed for the VGK last night. NHL Network was the easiest if you if you have the HD antenna. Like my antenna didn't pick up pick pick up channel at the Raider game or thirty four. Oh, at the Raider game, yeah, you got to um, you have to. I borrow couldn't feed. see my computer with all that smoke that was generated by Little Wayne at halftime either. So, uh, <laughs> between him and Mike Tyson, <laughs> I'm telling you. And we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks to the everydayers and to all of the new folks that are finding this terrific podcast. For my man, Chris Gullick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.